You were never out of the fight. You were created for a time such as this. And you are now preparing to be sent into battle. God is calling you to be his disciple, to be formed in virtue and holiness. He has appointed you as an ambassador of his kingdom. To go and represent him to his people. And he's enlisted you as a soldier of Christ. To be sent out to fight for the good in this world. You were not made to make excuses. time for you to take extreme ownership for your life, for all of your life. It's time to rise up and finally be the man or woman you were created to be. Follow God. Lead others. And never surrender. It is time to begin seeking excellence. Excellent day. Welcome to the Seeking Excellence Podcast, everyone. Very exciting day today. We got one of the OG homies. And, you know, it's been fun because I've been doing some like, this is, it almost seems like my week of repeat, you know, bringing back some guests from, from 2020 or early 2021. So this is very exciting to have Natalie Reether for the time being, Reether, with me today. Soon to be Homie. love. That's right. Soon to be love. Definitely. That's what I love to hear. No doubt. Uh, yeah, and I want to dive into that. So tell us about your life. How have things been, Matt? Oh, man. Yeah, it's been, I think this was, it's actually been a year since I've been on here. Like, this is the time last year, kind oh, of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's been- and we got to do it in person, which was what? cool last time. We were in person together last time we recorded you know in was- Emily's apartment, which is really funny. But <laughs> just yeah, really cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, we're just going to break in and record a podcast. And yeah, just because you use your, your dinner table. But, yeah, no, uh, no. A lot has changed, though, for sure. Um, I was still in college back then. I'm now officially a Benedictine grad. That's right. I, I brought my Benedictine mug for you today. Wow. I'm yeah. so honored. Thank when you. I was picking out of the, the cover, I was like, you know what? It's a BC day. Go Ravens. It's always BC day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so I actually have my BA in biology now, which is fun to say that I have a degree. Um, I was supposed to start my PT doctorate last June but now has been pushed off to this June um, due to some family stuff, financial aid and all, whatever, the whole nine yards. But it's been pushed off to this year, so still in the works. Um, but what that allowed me to do is get married in that time. So- Which yeah. is hype. Yeah, it's great. No, it's amazing. It's I'm definitely not a, a wedding planning person though, I've learned. I see. Like some women thrive on that. Not my thing. Not your jam. Not my jam. Like, it's fine. It's great. But I, there's a million other things I would rather be doing than yeah. flowers and colors. You know, having, being a few months ahead of you in the process and knowing you, I could see that not being something that you love. <laughs> I wish it was. I've tried. It's not. Yeah. Hey, know yourself. So, you know. Exactly. I think I went wedding dress shopping five different times, all not by my choice at all. <laughs> wow. But I ended up finding one. So. Praise the Lord. Yes, absolutely. That's great um, to hear. Yeah. So I was a personal trainer back last year. Um, and now I'm actually managing at a place called Stretch Zone. Uh, so I'm still kind of in the fitness and health realm, um, but different different um, job title, I guess. Right. Different aspect. I'm more on sort of the PT side, the preventative side, um, which personal training is as well. But now I'm actually stretching people all day, every day. Yeah. It's really weird because no one <laughs> really knows what it is. Yeah. Um, but honestly, it's been a big blessing because it's given me a lot of um, leadership skills. Like it's one thing to learn about all of it in school and, you know, be a leader when you're playing sports and being a captain, but when you're actually in a workplace and having to lead people that are, you know, even older than you. Right. I mean, I'm the youngest in, at the company right now. So everyone that I, you know, do have a little bit of leadership over, are a lot older than me. So that's yeah. kind of, but it's been good. It's been like, it, it, it's funny to actually see 
what has been taught, like the different leadership styles, like that's been one of the biggest things I've learned is people definitely need to be led (laughs) in different ways. And the way that I would be led is not necessarily how someone else responds. Right. So yeah, that's been a very good thing that's happened in this kind of gap year. That's awesome. Yeah. Knowing yourself, you know, we just kind of joked around about that, but having a certain level of sense of self-awareness can, can be dangerous to a certain extent as a leader. I mean, I think it's good. It's, uh, self-awareness is always good, but I think it, the, the temptation is to make everybody you, yep. you know, and be like, everybody responds to the same things, you know? And so, I, I mean, I've gotten to see that a lot in my life and experience some of that on the negative side, you know, people treating me as if I was them and, uh, and I've done it myself too, you know, with certain people and, and you have to really realize the individuality of people, which is a difficult thing to assess. Yes, extremely. And and work also, with. I'm not like emotions are not my first go-to when things happen. So when people immediately get like that, yeah, they, they respond in an emotional way. I have to be like, okay, you know, they're just more of an emotional person than I am. That's kind of their first gut response. They can't take that away. So I can't take that super personally. Yeah. That was kind of a trans- <laughs> transition phase of being like, oh, people can't like separate emotions from what they're thinking all right. the time. So. Yeah, that's a, yeah, it's such a good point. And I think, I wonder like what your perspective is uh, being a like very rational thinking and not as much of a feeling person. I mean, not that you're not feeling, but you know what I mean? I think you're definitely more on the- Yes, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being that you have a really hard heart. No, I'm just kidding. I'm like, being that you, you know, think tend to be more more rational than emotional. Um, how much of a role do you think that that plays? I know I'm already. My first question is is not on the list, which is not your favorite. But how much do you think that like plays into people working out or not? Because so many people, I feel like, well, you know, we can think about emotions, but also just like the way that we're feeling physically. You know, like our feeling whether it be emotionally or physically, like so many people that I've known, like that's what prevents them from going to the gym. I don't feel like I have like this little tweak or I'm sore or I feel I'm not feel like it. You know what I mean? I just, I'm not motivated today or whatever versus people I feel like who are very rational are just like, this is what I need to do. And it's not something that just is exclusive to working out, but obviously really applies to working out. How much have you seen that? Yeah. With people. Well, And the thing is, it's not that I don't have those thoughts, but it's, I don't think motiv- motivation is kind of a fleeting thing. That's something that Zeb and I always talk about for people that don't know Zeb's my fiance. If that tends to come up, sometimes it does. The Zeb love. Yes. The one and only Zeb love. <laughs> um, but you know, that's one of the biggest things that we have, you know, when I was personal training and when, you know, he's a strength coach, people like, Oh, how do you stay motivated? You know, how, you know, so we've both finished 75 hard um, for some of you know what that is, some of you don't, but it's a pretty intense mental toughness challenge. And people are like, how did you get through it? How did you stay motivated? It's like you don't, you you really don't. Like there's right, yeah. four <laughs> your alarm goes off, and you're like, the last thing I want to do is drive 20 minutes to go work out for 45 minutes, and then come home and then do it again. Like, no, but it's it's you just have to kind of make the habit and understand that. Yeah, you might not feel like it. But as soon as you have that thought, like immediately shutting it down. So kind of what I did through the course of 75 hard is if I had a thought of, Hey, I, I don't want to go do that immediately. I just started to go do it. Like I didn't even give myself a second. Yeah. You can't think about it because you'll think yourself out of it. Your body does not want to be uncomfortable and it right. will do everything it can to make sure that you're not uncomfortable. So it'll be like, Oh, well, you know, if you work out too hard now, you're not going to be able to do it later. Or if you wake up now, you know, you're losing that 30 minutes of sleep. That'll, you know, make that Help work. You recover. Yeah. Like, no, like, you know, you're supposed to get up, get up. You know, you're supposed to go work out hard, go work out hard. Like it's easier said than done, but it's kind of just changing that mindset of as soon as the thought creeps in that you should be doing something else, like you need to get into action. Just start taking some kind of step to shut those thoughts down. Yeah, exactly. I think that's so important too, because I, you know, we've talked about this before, I think, but like the mindset that that takes is the same thing you take into everything, right? Like it's not just applicable to physical fitness, but I do think it's like a magnified, almost exaggerated arena for learning these virtues, right? Absolutely. Which is why it's amazing. And that's why I'm so grateful. And that's one of the biggest things I've learned 
over this year, especially is how grateful I am for the knowledge that I have about the fitness world, about, you know, health and wellness, because in personal training or some of the clients that I see coming into stretch zone, like people are just so, I don't want to say busy with their life because there's always time, but no one ever took the time to teach them the importance of taking care of themselves, of, you know, pushing themselves in that realm so that it can translate into other aspects of their life. Like I had a client last year when I was, you know, personal training in Atchison who changed her entire career, ended up being a personal trainer because things that she learned when she was in the gym. Cause you're so cool. Yeah. She was like, Hey Natalie, I love you so much. I want to be like you. How do I become a personal trainer? That's what it was. It wasn't incredible that she developed on her own by her own hardware. That's what I figured. Yeah. Yeah, It was 100% me. (laughs) Look at you go. Just changing lives. I try. I do my best. I'm humble. (laughs) Humility is yeah. The the core, the core of all that we do. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah, no, I think it's great. Uh, And I think it's great. Obviously, as you talk about that within your relationship, you guys have great conversations and, uh, you know, I think are, I'm always um, impressed by how much you guys are doing together to challenge each other and challenge yourselves. Um, I feel like every time we have a conversation here, either, either Zeb's doing something by himself or you're doing something by yourself or you're both like, yeah, we're a part of this, like, you know, I'm praying the rosary out in 12 degree weather and walking outside. <laughs> or I'm committing to doing X, Y, or Z. Like, I feel like every single time we have a conversation, uh, there's some new like way you're punishing yourself and, <laughs> and growing together. Well, and that's like the, like one of the biggest things that we're doing kind of through his company is like seeking your struggle because that's something we've done over the past three years that it started in a gym where, you know, we started offering workouts for different people, or, you know, we did this extra rep because, you know, God gave us the ability to struggle and our mission here is to struggle and suffer well so that we get closer to Christ. So yeah. A lot of people that aren't that are more of the secular world don't really see it that way. Sure. Um, but it's such an important thing because it tra- like it, it translates to everything. If you can if you can suffer well in the gym and you can do an extra rep, you can make yourself push that push that extra whatever. It translates everywhere else. And I just think that people don't take the time to really think about that. Cause when you go to the gym, people are just like, Oh, well, I need to go because I need to be healthy. And that's like, that's their why that's the only reason why they go. Right. Like, that's not going to get you up out of the bed. That's not going to motivate you. And that's not going to discipline you. Like you have to have a why that's so, or a purpose that's so deep that on the days that you don't want to go on the days, I don't want to do another 45 minute workout, but I know that, you know, Zeb already had it done. Or I said that I was going to go do it, you know, so that my, mom gets better from COVID or something like that. Like every day you have to make a new why, or you would need to have one that's so strong that gets you up out of bed every single day. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of a tangent. I don't know. <laughs> it started coming out, but Hey, yeah. Have a no, why. I think it's great. And I think that you connecting it to how you strive to grow in your faith, you know, and just the importance of that. And, and I love that. I feel like you operate so much from a place of gratitude when it comes to your fitness, you know, of recognizing like God gave us the ability to do this. And therefore I ought to, you know, I just had a great conversation with somebody who was a, a second time on the podcast too, Noble Gibbons. And we kind of talked about that in his own life. Um, he, he runs his own platform podcast, the EQ gangster and talks a lot about emotional intelligence and things like that, which is really awesome. But he was just talking about how for so much of his life, he felt like he had these talents and gifts that God had given him and he just hadn't used them, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, I feel like I've been really blessed to be kind of aware of that and like have this like healthy fear of not wanting to waste like my, my time on earth, my talents and gifts. And I can still see so many ways, you know, in which I have wasted those things and times and opportunities that I've had to grow or, you know, like it's obviously a tough balance to be like, how much do you push yourself versus how much do you just like relax and enjoy life sometimes. Right. But yes. Yeah. But to, to be seeking and striving for it is the point, right? Like you have to be striving to find that balance and too many people are just go extreme in one way or the other. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I even kind of found myself doing that like with 75 hard because it is, it's, it's extreme. So what's 75 hard? Yeah. Talk to us. Yeah. You do two 45 minute workouts a day. So it's actually based out of, um, St. Louis. So there's an owner of a company called. Really? Wait, what's it called? I'm sorry. I I interrupted you. Oh, you're fine. Um, he's a guy, a CEO of a company, um, called first form. His name is Andy Frisella. He's kind of the one that started it. Um, 
but what it is, is it's two 45 minute workouts. One of them has to be outside. Um, so regardless of what it is, no matter rain, shine, snow, hail, it needs to be outside. Obviously wow. reason don't go out in a tornado, but no matter what it is, <laughs> you got to get out there. It's great clarification. Yes. <laughs> you never know. Some people are that crazy. That's true. Um, and then you have to drink a gallon of water a day, take a progress picture, uh, stick to a diet. So no cheat meals, no alcohol. And I did macros and I gave up dairy and I feel like I'm forgetting something else. Mm, I don't know, but you can't miss any one of the tasks during the 75 days. If you do, you have to restart from day 71 or seven, day one. <laughs> day 71 sounds great. Jump to 71 and <laughs> yeah. Skip day two and jump to 71. Yeah. yeah finish the week out. <laughs> Hell <laughs> yes. I'm up from day one. So it's yeah. pretty extreme and it definitely, it was good. It taught me I had a lot more time during my day than I thought that I did. Yeah. But when it came to sleep and recovery and just overall like life, oh, you have to read 10 pages of a book. That's the other thing. Oh, overall wow. life balance. I, you know, was putting a lot of my eggs into one basket of more like fitness. Yeah. My recovery was suffering, you know, my Zeb was doing it with me. So right. that was huge, huge. There's no way I would have been able to do it without him. And it was funny because I have known about this challenge since I was probably 15 because yeah, I've, I've definitely heard of it and yeah, researched it several times been with the company. I just, this is going to sound cocky, but I was like, I, I already do those things. Like I don't need to do them all together. Sure. Like, I, I know better. And then Zeb was like, Hey, do you want to do this? I'm like, sure. <laughs> like, I, I guess, can you give me a day? Like, can I get, can I get prepped a little bit? He's like, right, yeah, yeah. can we today. not start tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. Well, he was like, yeah, he's like, I'm going to start today. Um, you can start on Monday or whatever. And I was like, okay. I'm like, sure. So he actually ended up doing an extra day with me because he's crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's just, that's just, you know, Adds up. Yep. Um, but <laughs> on, on brand decisions. Yes. But it's definitely the balance that I've had to kind of regain out of, cause I finished, we finished the end of November. So right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. So balance of recovering and, you know, reprioritizing sleep and, you know, being okay with having a few cheat meals here and there and not feeling like guilty because there's a mindset change during the 75 hard. Right. Like I can't even look at that. Like that's no, like I don't even want that. So then, yeah. like, you're training your brain, which I think a lot of people have a hard time doing, especially with like the diet culture, where they're like, I can never yeah. have food again, ever. So then once they get off, that's all they want. And then yeah. the progress that you've made. And you like binge, yeah. Yes, goes out the window. So it's definitely been a balance. And I, something I'm still learning, of course, but it's never easy. Yeah, <laughs> never easy. Not, absolutely not. Yeah, I think it's so interesting. You know, uh, one, obviously accountability is probably huge in doing that together. I think that's something that's really underrated as people start with like these like new year's resolutions and things like that. Everybody tries to do everything by themselves, which is pretty dumb. Um, <laughs> and like, obviously you have some things, right? Like you're, you're pretty good at working out without accountability. I'm sure, you know what I mean? Like even, even if you weren't with Zeb, I'm sure you'd still exercise pretty regularly. Um, I read pretty often. Like it's just something that like I really love to do and I make a part of my life. I don't necessarily need huge accountability on that. Um, but there is times where I need accountability in other things, in other areas, you know, like, uh, it's great to have Emily in accountability and like asking each other how our prayer life is going and things like that, you know, cause that can easily slide out or how often are we going to daily mass if ever, you know, like, are we hitting our goals for that? Um, and just checking on some of these other things or just talk about like, have you called your family? You know, like, have you talked to your family in a while? There's some of these other important things that, you know, in, in seven habits, you talk about the, the four quadrants and like the things that are important, but not urgent how easily they fall off. So I, I love the accountability in that, but I think it's so important, you know, to recognize like we do need this like balance and things like that. I think you have to recognize challenges like that for other people to recognize that they are like, they serve a certain purpose, right? Like the mental toughness you gain through that. It's almost like going away to ranger school or something like you really are kind of like sheltering yourself from society to a certain extent, like your Absolutely. relationships and other things are going to take a hit, right? Like during those 75 days, which is the importance of finishing it in 75 days and not doing half a year. Um, but yeah, I think just, it's so important for people to recognize that and for people to like, get like, this might not be for everybody, you know, like 
there's other challenges and things you can do. But the beautiful thing that sounds very Exodus 90 like of that is realizing how much time you have. Yes. When you cut out some of the other things. Also comes down to kind of when people ask, you know, how are you motivated to work out early and like my kind of analytical side. So if you have 24 hours in a day, let's say you're sleeping for eight hours. That's an hour of the time that you're awake is only 6% of your day. Yeah. Like you, you, you have that time. It exists. It's it's just changing the mindset of, which I think Father Meyer actually talked about this, the mindset of, um, you know, I don't have, I don't have time because you do. Yeah. Have the time. It's where your priorities. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all, I, the time thing always is so interesting to me. Kills I think me. people kills me. People are so interesting with with the time thing when it comes to working out or prayer and all these other things, especially when you like stop. And I think, you know, we, we can be spoiled at times, like having friends like each other, you know, because like you're somebody I get to talk to you. I get to talk to Father Meyer. I get to talk to all these great people who, um, you know, do a lot. And so like, it just encourages me to always be like, you know, how much am I doing? You know, like that, those are the type of friends that people you want to have. But I think so many people have the opposite experience where their friends are bums and they work a full-time job and do one other thing, right? Like they work a full-time job and either have a prayer life or work out or have like a good relationship, right? But the, nobody, nobody does them all. Like it seems like in their world, at least nobody does them all. And you have to get outside of that and like find some people who do it all. Mm-hmm. because it's it's awesome to do it all but you have to figure out for yourself and even i'd love to talk you know a little bit about like how did you decide for you to to work out in the morning so you work you wake up really early and work out i wake up decently early i don't wake up natalie reith early because i'm not psycho but i wake up at like you know between 6 and six thirty. i usually get a solid chunk of reading done get my prayer time done in the morning and then i start work around 7 30 or 8 so i can be done a little bit earlier and i work at mountain time for a company that has a lot of people in central and eastern time zones and so so that's how, how i like to roll and then i go to the gym around four get my afternoon pump in you know like that's when i like to get rocking so how did you kind of figure out for yourself what you like to do in the time wise because i think that's really big for people i think people go like some people are morning people they don't know it yet because yep. they just stay up too damn late yeah and then some people i think some people should work out more in the afternoon or after work or things like that because it works out or like lunch break if you can if you can work that out um, but I, I know for me, I had to work out for four years, really for eight years in the mornings, <laughs> you know, in the military, <laughs> you didn't have a choice. Everybody's a morning person then. And I hated it. As soon as I could switch to like going in the afternoons, I was like, this is great. Well, and I think that's good that you like, I, I think people are naturally inclined to kind of do one more than the other. And it's mm-hmm. funny because I was always a night person, like a late night workout person. That was yeah. My stress relief of had a bad day, like, all right, I'm going to go get a lift. I'm going to get it out. And then I'll, I'll go back and, you know, hit the books or whatever I need to do. And it's actually funny because the first time Zeb like met me outside of class, he was working the rec and it was like 1159 or something or like 1059. And I was, I was like full sprinting on the treadmill. I was the only one, <laughs> I was the only one at the gym. And he was like the supervisor for the rec at BC. Right. He's like this girl like I'm just trying to leave and I'm like full sprinting until the last minute. And I like w- walked out and he's like, all right, have a good night. I'm like, thanks. So wow. like, I'd be like, now you're getting married. Yeah. And now we're married. <laughs> yeah. And now we're both up at four o'clock in the morning. So right. <laughs> time does for you. growth. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Like, it's what I've learned, especially with the job that I have now, I, when I was a personal trainer, I could get away with doing it a little bit later because I didn't have as much like personal contact with people throughout the day. I'm I'm more introverted where I need that reset time and I need my own time to deal with myself before I can help other people. And there was days when I was first starting. So I started at front desk. So I would see, you know, three to five people every half hour that'd be walking through the door. And I'd be like, you know, hi, how are you doing? You know, oh, you right, know, yeah, kids and blah blah blah. Like, so this I, is a lot of output, yeah, a ton of people throughout the day. And then when I was a practitioner, that went from you know quick bursts to now I'm invested in 14 people a day for 30 minutes at a time. Yeah, so remember everything and just really like kind of pour into other people all the time. Occasionally, people you know ask about me, but whatever. And then. I just kind of learned that by the end of the day, I was so drained and I was 
even when I got to work, I wasn't like in the best mood because I knew I was going to have to just talk to people all day. Right. So if I got that workout in, in the morning, I was already, okay. You know, I did something for myself. I did what I needed to do. I pushed myself in some aspect and I've already kind of won the morning. I've already yeah. achieved what I need to achieve this morning. So the rest of the day is just bonus. Yeah. I, I did what I needed to do. So that's, that's awesome. How my mindset changed. Um, just having to deal with people more throughout the day. Yeah. I love that this is almost become more of a podcast on self-awareness, but that's a, that's a yeah. beautiful story yeah, of that. We hit any of the questions. You know? Yeah. That's how, that's how it goes. It'd be like that sometimes, you know? But it's so important though, man. I mean, for people to recognize, you know, like you kind of going into different ways. I used to do similar stuff, you know, where I feel like I would try to read in the evenings or whatever. And everybody kind of has their things. Like what's the best way to start your day? right? Mm-hmm. I think you have to figure that out. And the other thing I was thinking as you were talking is, is like, what do you, of, of, uh, so I always talk about those three things of reading, praying, and working out, right? Or exercising, at least in some way. Sometimes I feel like people take working out the wrong way, but exercising, being active. Of those three things, like what's most appealing to you, right? So for Emily, like it's easily prayer, yep. you know, like she, if she doesn't pray in the morning, like her whole day is off, like it's just rugged. Um, for me, honestly, like a prayer for me is really, really appealing. And I love doing it in church. I am much less motivated or inspired to do it at home. Like I struggle. I don't get into the same depth. I, I you know what? I can't focus as much. It's just, I, I'm, I'm trying to, I, I believe that one day I will be able to have a similar experience at home to what I have in churches, but I just have so much less experience with it. You know, like between, even when I was in the army, like, you know, try to stop by the chapel or like, obviously in college I had the chapel with me. Last year at Benedictine, uh, the year before at Dynamic Catholics, like had chapels very close. So I, I still, a majority of my prayer life, since I've been trying to pray very intently, um, had a chapel around. And so I'm still like, I'm kind of almost starting fresh, you know, trying to learn how to pray from home again. And so, so the prayer is not the most appealing to me. So I have to know, okay, maybe I should make that one first. So I would say reading, reading gets my day started off right on the right path. And I do prayer at the same time in the morning because I'm like, I'm not going to do this later. Like it never happens, right? If, of all the things, it procrastinated is the easiest one, praying at home to, to just knock off and push to later. Yes. And so, but I know like in the afternoons, like I actually do like look forward to going to the gym, whether it's going to play basketball or lift or whatever, like it's kind of something that I can look forward to at the end of the day. And so that's why I always tell people like in those three, like which, which ones are you most attracted to, right? Like which ones do you want to do? And then trying to like sandwich your day in between those, right? So you have something to look forward to later and you have something that like gets your day started off on the right foot. Always good to do at least a little bit of prayer time in the morning. Obviously, like even if it's just like saying a prayer while you're getting ready, you're like, sometimes if I'm in a rush, I'll just listen to the daily saint or the gospel reflection from Hallow. Um, And, but I think it's so good to like recognize, like I love reading in the morning. I feel like it gets my mind going. I'm stimulated. You know what I mean? I'm thinking, and then I feel like I'm ready to go, you know, but I know that I'll, I'll still go work out later on in the afternoon exact opposite if I tried to read and this is this is funny because I I had especially when I was getting kind of like really deeper into my faith life and I started you know listening to more more podcasts and I started listening to your podcast and I was at the Schrode house and I was just surrounded by a lot of people I'm like I'm not doing enough at all so I'm like (laughs) okay I'm like all right I'm gonna start reading I'm gonna start praying I'm gonna start doing my rosary I'm gonna start like it was just like one after the other yeah okay I'm gonna be like whoever, I don't remember who it was in the house, but they would get up in the morning and like pray either in the room, in the like living room, something like that. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to go over and do that. So I did it, I think for like maybe two days. And I was like, and then I'd fall back asleep. I'm like, yeah, this isn't it. This is yeah. not, I can't, I hate it. I hate everything about it. So then I would like resent having to like take prayer time or like reading because I just had this association of, okay, well, I'm not like that. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. So I suck. Right. I'm never going to get there. So I think also like, yeah, it's great to be inspired by like people like you that are on this podcast and are constantly, you know, trying to motivate other people to, you know, seek excellence in all aspects of their life, but also understand yourself. Like you were just saying, like, understand that, you know, prayer for you or reading for you is like an easy go-to. And for Emily, it's prayer. It's go-to. It's like, you know yourself and you're not trying to force it, um, force like working out to be your number one, because that's not naturally where you're at. Right. So I think it's good to be inspired by other people, but don't let that, you know, negate or dictate how 
you're making those priorities. Like if prayer is not your number one, like that's not a terrible thing. Like that's just not naturally what you're inclined to like spend 30 minutes of your morning doing. That doesn't mean exactly. that you're any less. You just have to find, like you were saying, sandwiching throughout your day. Like for me, it's if I'm going for a run, the rosary's on. That's how it is. Mm-hmm. Or if I have, you know, extra 10 minutes in my car that I normally wouldn't have, some kind of podcast is going on. Right. Or at the end of the day, I, already, I always have like a reflection book or something. That's a quick jot down if I hadn't had a ton of time throughout the day to focus on my prayer. Or like for reading before I go to bed, that's my, that's my go-to. I cannot do it like during the day because I have a million yeah, exactly. things I have to get done that yep. I can't focus. But if I get my workout done, I've already accomplished a task. I can get the other little ones done and then I can actually be relaxed enough to focus on prayer and focus on reading. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And I think knowing like your speed at different times of the day, right? So like that's that's something I think people don't recognize enough too of like how much energy you have at different points um, and just really maximizing that. So I think it's so good to, because I, I think even like, um, I know like Emily's told me like she's very slow in the morning. You know what I mean? Like it takes like, she's really like operating like once she kind of has like a little bit of coffee in her and things like that. Or I know because I get I get reels, uh, you know, in our DM um, in the mornings and she's like on her phone a little bit more and stuff like that. But like I try to like if I wake up, I'm kind of like going right away or she seems, you know, a little bit more um, gradual in her waking. I'm like the dog. I'm outside with the dog like 90 seconds later. Right. <laughs> then I'm reading, you know, yeah, I'm like around, I'm ready. I'm getting. Yep, yeah, I'll feed the dog. Then to make my cup of coffee. Then I'm upstairs reading, you know, all within 10 minutes of, of waking up. Um, a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times. And so I think people have to recognize that too, because that might be another thing. Like maybe you need, maybe your best morning does start a little bit slower. So maybe you do two in the afternoon or evening, you know, you work out and, and pray in the afternoon or evening, or you work out and read in the afternoon or evening, or whatever it might be. But I think obviously there's a, t- a tender balance there of like being lazy and being productive, right. And being disciplined. And so like, I know, like, I'd rather get up read, pray, work out in the afternoon. And then kind of like in the evening, be like done. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I hit like seven o'clock and like, I can watch the rest of the football game, Monday night football, or, you know, just sit and just hang out and talk with Emily or, you know, just like not have a lot, like maybe like clean up some little things like computer work or something, but not have any like big, like to feel like I did my big three, you know, by like six o'clock is, is great. Like, I love that. But some people do like to, to read or, or pray or like go deeper at seven or 8 PM you know? So yeah, I think it's it's great thing that for people to learn about, but, uh, that's awesome. So let's talk about one of the questions at least. Um, so I wanted to talk about the, you touched on it earlier, but from your experience as a physical trainer, so let's talk about that one. So let's say people are like, all right, Nate, you always talk about pray, reading and exercise, like talk to me about how we go about, uh, kind of I guess we could start with the assessing one. So let's start with like, how do you assess somebody? Like where do people kind of begin if they're trying to go a little bit deeper? Like, how do you kind of overview like where somebody's at? Cause obviously you wouldn't tell anybody that walks into the gym, like 75 hard starting tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, you could, I'm not going to tell you not to. Right. But, but you might not encourage it. <laughs> like my mom's like, I can do it. I'm like, listen, Julie, I love you, but no. <laughs> not it's not it's not for you i love julie too julie and i occasionally get to have conversations via facebook messenger and it is uh a gift in my life <laughs> there's there's seldom it's rare but we do occasionally we are friends on facebook i'm very proud to announce and julie if you're out there listening just know that i appreciate you she's the best like all Truly. of my friends absolutely adore her like she's, yeah yeah she is the mother of many children she doesn't know about <laughs> i believe that yeah she's awesome yeah um so if someone comes in and they're like, Hey, I want a personal trainer. They're like, can I talk to someone? I'm like, me, that's me. I can do that. Right. If they, I always do like a first kind of introductory assessment with them. Sure. Um, because I one kind of want to see how their personality is. <laughs> that's yeah. the biggest reason I'm like, all right, you know, where, where are we at mentally? Where, where do we need to be? Um, but I always just start with the biggest thing is tell me about your day-to-day life. You know, are you running around 24-7? Do you have 17 kids? Are you mm. working full-time or are you retired? Um, are you, you know, going to play tennis and racquetball and all these other things? Like, give me a little bit of idea of how active you already are 
um, and yeah. what I can help supplement that because if you're crazy busy and you only have 30 to 45 minutes in a day that you can squeeze to get in here, then we'll work with that. But if you're, you know, you have an hour and a half because you want to go swimming in the pool then let's, let's talk about that. Let's see, let's see what we can do there. Um, also health background. That's always a big one. You know, what, what medical things have you had that I need to kind of assess and know about because some movements might not be better, might not be good for you and they'll be great for someone else. Um, another one that kind of gets overlooked and you usually do need a personal trainer. I mean, honestly, YouTube, if you really want to get into it or like range of motion. So like, how are you moving throughout the day? Like, how are your hips? Are you, yeah. you know, flexible enough there? How are your hamstrings? How are your shoulders? Because this is what happens. You know, let's say I have a 15 year old high school boy who wants to come in and start lifting. Cause he wants to make varsity football. Okay. Something that I worked with a lot when I first started personal training people. With, they would come in and, you know, on the program, I would have, you know, barbell back squat. So barbell across your back, you know, getting into a deep squat. So I wouldn't even put the barbell on them. I'd just say, hey, go do a body weight squat for me and let me see it. Yeah. No one knows how to move their body when they're that young. Um, that's part of the issue. But even up until like adults where I am doing similar movements, similar squatting movements, deadlifts, things like that. Yeah. I want to see how their body's moving. So if you can only, you're ideally should be able to get down to at least 90 degrees in a squat. Okay. Me yelling at you, telling you to get lower. If you only have a certain amount of flexibility in your hips, it's, right. not, it's not going to work. It's yeah, if, it, if it ain't there, it ain't there. It's not there. Yeah. I can <laughs> right. And then you're going to get pissed off saying that you can't. And I'm going to say, yes, you can. But on the other side of that, if, I know their range of motion and I know the range of motion in their hips and their hamstrings and down into their ankles. If I know that they can get there, but it's more of a mental block, then that's more information for me. Yeah. So I personally know, yes, if I kind of break down the walls and tell you, you're not going to get hurt in that range of motion, then we can battle that. But if you don't have that mobility, then we have to work there. Um, right. or the biggest thing that I do have people do is do a smart goal which mm. is it specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time sensitive. Yeah. Time sensitive. Crush sometimes it. People will come in. And if I don't ask them this question, they're like, Oh, well, I, I wanted to lose 50 pounds in a month. <laughs> yeah. I always got some silly ass goal. <laughs> yeah, you're like, Listen. Yeah, well, I, you're going to be very discouraged in 30 days. <laughs> I've, and very mad at me. People, I've had to not, train because of the goals that they have, I cannot help them with. And I've tried to explain like, Hey, no matter where you go, if you want a healthy, like a healthy goal, I can help you. But if you want the crazy goal that you have, I cannot help you. And I won't help you. Yeah, I'm not the one. It's not, it's not healthy. And I'm not going to help you attain that. Yeah. Um, and just kind of working with kind of tweaking. <laughs> so we're, it's a compromise of if it is like crazy out in left field that I can kind of reel them back yeah. in. Like, hey, okay. You know, you really only lose <laughs> like two pounds a, a week in a healthy aspect. Um, and, and that's you, like on the aggressive side. That's for the most people. It's usually yeah. one to two. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're going to need to tone that back. And I'm yeah. going to have a little time to work with, <laughs> work with yeah. you. If I explain that, then they're more on board. But sometimes people just don't know enough. And, you know, they've heard someone on Instagram say that they can lose 50 pounds in a month. So that's what they want to do. <laughs> right. Like, no, no, no. That's, that's, I, I can't help you do that. Cause scientifically it's, it's just, it's not, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So I kind of yeah. assess the whole person, not just, you know, what they, they want to lose. Everyone's, everyone's answer is always, I want to lose fat and gain muscle. That's, that's what it is. Right. I think that's so good. I think it's great that you take the, the whole person approach. I, I would assume that you would do that as well. Just knowing you. Um, but first, I want to talk, I want to jump, I want to be the annoying excellence guy real quick and talk about uh, people and personal training in, in the first place, right? And so one thing that I feel really passionate about, obviously, in the Seeking Excellence world is like budgeting, right? And one of the reasons why you budget is so you know how much money you have, and you know how much money you can spend. And I think so many people, like the thought of spending money on a, a personal trainer is like outlandish, or even like for so many people, I'm so surprised at like spending money to not go to Planet Fitness, 
you know, to like spend more than bucks a month or something crazy. Yeah. But I'm saying like, they won't even like, and, and I'm not knocking Planet Fitness. I, I think I've knocked it plenty in the past, no, but I, there. <laughs> what'd you say? Great that it's there for people that like don't yeah. have a ton of money. That's amazing. Yeah. Exactly. And that, but I think it's unfortunate how many people that do have the money to spend that won't spend 40, 50, hundred dollars, $150 a month, you know, like, I found like the middle ground. So I go to, I'm a proud member of the Jewish community center here in Glendale. I support my fellow uh, Judeo-Christian, <clears throat> you know, people in the community. I don't know what I mean by that, but I'm just being weird. Um, but I spend, I kind of, it's in the middle, right? I think it's like 70 bucks a month. That's not bad. No, it's, not, it's great. But yeah. like what comes with it, you know, we have an indoor, outdoor pool, we get towel service, you know, there's a steam room and a sauna and a hot tub in the men's locker room, like huge basketball courts, right? Like everything that I love that like gets me excited to go to the gym, mm -hmm. you know? And for some other people, it might be less than that. Some people love like, you know, the grungy, like garage type feel gym, whatever. Yeah. Uh, some people love CrossFit, like whatever it is, it kind of helps you get that accountability and get you going. Like I said, like I go and I enjoy going, right? But I'm still trying to find, like I signed up for a basketball league that starts in January. So I still will have like some kind of accountability and motivation to do more and to challenge myself, right? But I think enough people don't, not enough people budget to recognize how much money they spend on bull crap um, that they could be spending to, to help themselves. Even when it comes to buying books or, or courses or all these other things, right, that are like help you to, to really invest in yourself or to tithe and invest in your community and invest in your church and all these other things. Like people don't do it. And that's why they have the lives that they have. Well, and the thing that's the most frustrating in like my field of work is I'm on preventative side. So when I was personal training and also yeah. like where I work in stretch zone right now, it's usually preventative um, unless people have had, you know, different replacement surgeries, things like that. Usually it's people that are like, ah, oh, man, I just, I really have some low back pain and, you know, I'll take them through a protocol. They'll get up off the table and they're like, oh, my back pain's gone. And I'm like, right. well, like, let's get you in here. Like, ah, no, that was good. Yeah. That was enough. Yeah. <laughs> It's wild. You, said you loved it. You said your back pain's gone. Yeah, it is. Okay. Well, I can help it stay permanently gone if you give me some time to do that. And they're like, ah, it's I'll come back when it hurts again. Exactly. People don't want to pay for the preventative. It's the same thing. I always say it's the same approach for mental health, right? Like budget and spend the money to go to counseling, like go to therapy if that's what you need. And a lot of us need, you know, every uh, uh, therapist I've ever talked to always talks about uh, like every adult should just go to it for like, do some therapy, like for at least a period of time. Um, and I think during your twenties is a great time to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't understand. You know, I remember when we first moved here, like there's a great Catholic chiropractor that Emily goes to that I want to start going to in the spring. And I'm delaying my time going to him because I was, I did start counseling when I got here and I started uh, physical therapy again. Yeah. And so those were running, you know what I mean? A decent bit a month. And so I'm like, all right, I'm not going to do that in the chiropractor because it's just a lot. But I was, but I didn't hesitate. Like the, the physical therapist, I think it's like one twenty a visit or something like that. And it's like, sure, like whatever's going to get me back to one hundred percent. You know, like I just have, I have to do it. And doing that on top of the gym, and like it was like these, these things start to add up. But you look at other areas you can cut. Don't cut out your things that you need, right? And it's the same thing goes for your family because you're going to then take that approach, and either you're going to be stingy with your your kids and your spouse one day. Or else you'll just like self-sabotage and give everything to everybody else. And you'll have, you'll be this like very mediocre, lukewarm version of yourself to give to your spouse and kids, right. which isn't the answer either. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So in a sense, it is almost selfishness of feeding your emotions or your fear rather than taking care of yourself. So you can really give yourself to other people. But I want to talk about the way you structure the goals. So the smart goals is great. Do you have a general uh, like sense of what you want for somebody? Or are you just completely operating on their goals? So if I come to you, like, do you, like, if I, if I'm like, I just want to lose weight, you know, like do you have the stubborn people who are like, I don't want to lift any weights. I just want you to train me in cardio and help me lose weight. Like, do you have a lot of people that come like that or, or people that just want to gain muscle mass maybe. And like, you're like, yeah, we should mix in some cardio for like cardiovascular health and things like that. Like, what's the balance of that? And like how much you try to push and tweak their goals, if you will. It, it depends on the person. So which is the general answer that every <laughs> personal trainer. Yeah. Team. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Um, but especially with women, I mean, there's just like, I wouldn't say a stigma. It's not a stigma, but like women just generally don't know what to do when it comes to weight training. And they yeah. just like, my mom is one of those people where she hates going to the gym 
and she thinks that I'm going to be like this like giant person. Like right. when I come home, I'm going to be like gaining muscle and then walk. You're Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. She's like, yeah, like that's just a lot of weight to be moving and stuff like that. Because that's just, that's the mindset has changed so much. So people that were kind of born in our, like our era, the fitness industry was kind of on the come up. So it was mm-hmm. more like a cool thing to like go to the gym because you had Arnold. yeah because the 70s and 80s and stuff i feel like you did have either like the the videos you know what i mean like where they do like the calisthenics oh, or arnold schwarzenegger like i feel like those were those were the two things you know what i mean like either you're doing like the videos of like the weird like living room like yep. arm stuff or you know and like just like high knees and stuff like that or else you were arnold schwarzenegger like i feel like there was no in between like just like fitness you know Exactly. So then when people come in, especially if they're a little bit older, it's more of, you know, I don't, I don't immediately like crap on their goals when they come in because then they're not going to want to train with me. So if they're like, Hey, I'm doing cardio, but I want to gain muscle. So I'll take a little time to explain kind of the science behind why that's not going to help them achieve their goals. But I kind of start with, okay, you know, if that's what makes you feel best, that's what we're going to start with. Right. We are going to mix in some weights. And then it usually takes a couple sessions for them to be like, oh, you know, like that, that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Or, you know, that's not as, um, I'm, I'm not getting bulky. I'm actually losing weight. Like you, not you were right, but like the science behind it is correct. And it just takes a lot of like kind of retraining. So yeah. you know, I wouldn't say it depends on the person. So sometimes, and then sometimes if people are younger and, there's like, no, I only want to do cardio. I'm just like, no, (laughs) (laughs) enough to where like the adaptations that you have, like muscle wise doing weight training is going to be so fast that I want to start now. And I need to start now. Yeah. So I'm a little bit more stern depending on who's coming in, but some people just take a little bit, a little bit more warming up to do. Right. I think people need to realize that on, on both extremes they're like it's nice to be strong mm-hmm. and it's also nice to not be out of breath when you walk up a flight of stairs right like balance yeah exactly like and, and you're going to have to do things that require some type of physical strength and you don't want to it's a classic like preventative medicine right like you don't want to when you have a, a five-year-old kid that once picked up because they're crying like that's not the time that you want to lift 50 pounds or 40, I don't know how much a five-year-old weighs, but you know what I mean? Like somewhere in that range of 40 pound weight, like yes. bending over at the back, like that's not the time you want to be like experimenting with that. Well, and that's like one of the biggest things that I do even now, like not personal training is if people are coming in and they're like, I just really have this knee pain walking up, walking upstairs and they're, you know, in their sixties or seventies. I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, when you're sitting up out of a chair, which is essentially a squat, are you using your hands to get up on a chair? They're like, well, yeah, always. I'm like, okay, we'll work on not doing that because what you're doing is you're creating strength in those legs. You're preventing osteoporosis. You're building the bones. You're building the muscles. You're building the strength so that when you're going up the stairs, it doesn't Yeah. It's just people don't have that mindset about strength training that translates into your everyday life. Yeah. You know, people can sometimes – not want to like they see deadlifts and they're like oh that's so bad for your back I'm like how often are you picking up groceries off the floor right and are you pick like for example how often are you picking up your kids off the floor it's the same thing it's just we're teaching you the technique behind it so you can do it right you can translate it in your everyday life and you're not getting injured but again right. it's on that preventative side of people like why well, i don't want to do that because it's hard or it's i don't want to you know spend invest that time you're like okay well have fun with the herniated disc. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think you can't do it without having 400 pounds on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it doesn't have to be a 500 pound deadlift. Like it also doesn't have to be with a straight barbell. It can be with two kettlebells. It can be exactly. with a stand. It can be with dumbbells, a band. It, it doesn't have to be it. Personal training is exactly that. It's personal, personally training someone. It's not this big cookie cutter. And I think I talked about this last podcast, but when it comes to like those online programs, of people being like this is a program that's going to change your life yeah and it's like they don't know you dog they don't know anything about you (laughs) (laughs) incorrect absolutely yeah it's worth the investment like you're saying it's worth taking the time to go through your budget to take out you know a few times going out to eat or you know one exactly description and moving that somewhere else to pay for that personal training because it's worth it it's worth 
you having a longer and better quality of life as you get older. Yeah. Even, and just having somebody who knows what they're doing, help you out. Yes. And I think that's so big. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, even, even if you just did it for a, a little while, right? Like even just to get it started, right. And like learn some exercise, especially if you have no idea what you're doing. Like that was one of the things I got to do with physical therapy, right? Like started off going like every week and then it's like every two weeks. And then now it's at the point where it's like once a month, basically. Cause I'm like, well, I know what I can do. Like you've taught me enough that I don't need to come here and have you massage out my calf every time and like teach me a new exercise because I just need to do the exercise you told me to do. Right. And you can kind of space it out. Some people do do it for life for years. Right. And that's great. You know, like, I think I was, I was blessed to learn a lot about fitness. Obviously I was almost a physical trainer when you are a platoon leader, right. Cause you trying to oversee the, the physical fitness of the whole platoon. Um, but like learning about it through that, like, I remember I went to LA fitness and they were like trying to give me a physical personal trainer and all this. And I'm like, I kind of have an idea of like what I'm doing, you know? Um, but I think you have to have the, the humility at times to like, I knew when I needed, and I, I still need a spiritual director. Right. But like, there was a time in my life where I needed a lot of spiritual mentorship. There was a time in my life where I needed a lot of financial mentorship. There was a time in my life where I needed a lot of physical fitness, you know, and, and being trained through ROTC, like was really helpful with that. And then I had a company commander my first year in the army or first year at my unit who did a lot of fitness stuff with us. We got to ask him a lot of questions and learn a lot of things. And so I think people need to recognize same thing with like the mental health stuff, right? Like there's a time where I really needed a counselor to help me work through some of that stuff. And I think we don't realize that it's not a, you don't have to be embarrassed or, or, or shameful about being ignorant, right? Like the only thing you need to be embarrassed about is not doing something to help solve and cure your ignorance. Yes, absolutely. Well, and I, yeah, we'll leave it. Yeah. I was just going to reiterate what you just said, but yeah. You're a hero. You're, uh, a hero. you're I awesome. I said it better myself. <laughs> I believe you could have, but I appreciate you letting people think that I said it best. What better than me is just what it is. <laughs> can't be true. So, um, what do you think average time like a young adult should exercise? So, like, you got a random 25, 28 year old, you know, like, what do you think is the goal? I know some people say like three times a week is enough. Some people are shooting for five. Like, where do you kind of fit in that? And like, what should the intensity be, do you think? Obviously, it changes like for goals and things like that. I know we just talked about like personalization, and now I'm like, make a very general, yeah, very general plan for everyone. Concept, everything you said not to do. Could you do that? Just yeah. But even like the general, like NFL play six, like what do you think is an average amount of like being active yeah. a day and things like that? So there, there are some general targets. I feel like no, we as human are, beings. Um, I would say for the general young adult, probably four times a week for an hour minimum just because it you're so you're so young that you have that time and you have that ability still it's not like you're well for most people sorry sure but there's enough time in your day to get that done and it gives you enough time for recovery so it gives you you know the three days to recover to reset to get the sleep in to you know kind of let your body recover your muscles recover um, but I would say kind of splitting between, you know, the weight training that we were talking about, but also something that does get your heart rate up. So sometimes, you know, that can be CrossFit if that's your, your jam where it's kind of doing a little bit of both. Um, but something that just like loads the body so that your muscles can adapt, but also getting your heart rate up. So maybe it's, you know, doing straight. So what I tend to do is I'll do strength training for 45 minutes and then maybe I'll go for a 15 minute jog or a run or mm -hmm do the stair step or something just at the end where I'm kind of burnt out almost, but I yeah. felt like I got a good sweat in because like you said, there's the balance between, you know, being so strong that you can lift 500 pounds off the ground, but you can't tie your shoes or you can't go. Right. Up the stairs. like, there's, there's a balance and it, I go in waves. So like sometimes you hear people talking about like bulking season and cutting season um, to where I kind of switch my ratios. So, you know, sure then maybe I'll only do resistance training in a day and I won't do any cardio because I'm focusing more on just building strength. strength. Yes. Building strength. And then it also kind of keeps, keeps me on my toes a little bit because I'll get bored if I just do. Yeah. You got to mix it up because I always do. This is my other thing. And something that's a good advice for people. Don't every time you go in, have a plan of what you're going to do. Yeah stick to like pick five good movements that you like 
and stick to those for three months and do them, change the intensity of them. So change how much weight you're doing, change how many reps you're doing or change like how long you're doing it. But don't come in and be like, all right, I'm going to do bicep curls and then go and do some squats and then go over here and go for a run and then I'm done. Like have a plan every time so that you can progressively overload your muscles because that's where strength comes. So progressive overload is changing some way, shape or form, strength, weight, time. Um, And not just bouncing from movement to movement because then your body can never adapt and can never actually build strength. So going through Instagram workouts that these people are doing where they're always just bouncing around your body can never adapt you're not really going to get a lot of results doing that so four times a week taking three days to recover and kind of sticking to a set set amount of workout movements each time for three months and then switch it up you know maybe next time you do find a different like type of workout that you like doing it do that for three months that's fine but at least give yourself because it usually takes anywhere from 10 to 12 weeks for neurologically for your muscles to kind of adapt to what's going on. So that's a good rule of thumb is kind of stick on the program for about three or three months, not three weeks. Did I say three weeks, three months, three months. Yeah. No, you said three oh. months the first time. Yeah. Yes. No, a hundred percent. I think it's so good. I love what you said there about have a plan. Too many people I think go out and they're like, I'm going to work out today. You know what I mean? And I think that you, that's the, that's the beauty of a physical trainer as well either physical trainer, like finding certain things. Like I used to, to mix it up. Like I do like once a week, I do like CrossFit New England. Um, the dude, uh, uh, Ben Bergeron, I think is his name. He wrote a book called Chasing Excellence um, and pretty good. But I ended up like getting, and I would do like one of his workouts each week, like to kind of mix it up, right? But other than that, like I always, I, I, you get to a point, right? Where it's like, I'm going in and today, I'm going to like do chest day plus like X cardio. And I know for me, what like my chest day routine either exactly looks like or different things I can do to like mix it up. Right. Because you've worked out for a while. And so like, yeah, you know what it is. It's the same thing. If I'm like, I'm going to go do a holy hour. Like I have my things that I know I could do in different orders or whatever, if I'm feeling bored or whatever, you know what I mean? But like, I know how I'm going to warm up already. I know what I'm going to do when I, you know, first, like I'm, I'm hitting the flat bench and then I'm going to do incline. Am I going to do dumbbells or on, you know, barbell today? Um, or sometimes I'll mix it up and I'm like, all right, now I'm going to go hit triceps next, then do incline or, you know what I mean? Like you can figure it out and mix it up. Um, and I know my different like options and routes you can go, but when you're not there, it's very difficult to just go in and be like, I'm just going to figure it out. Like whatever's open. And it keeps it simple, especially if you're like a beginner, if you just have five or six exercises that you need to learn, you're not worried about having to do 15 other things or learn 15 other things you really hone in on those five or six and you can get really good at them in three yep. months. And then, you know, when those three months are over, like you said, kind of start sprinkling in different things, but keep those staples because it gives you confidence knowing that, okay, you know, even if I'm having a bad day, I know, I know how to do Bulgarian split squats. I know, I know yep. how to do squat. I know how to, I exactly ready. So I already have the confidence in that area that now I can build on. Like, don't make it more complicated than what it needs to be, needs to be because it's, it's, it's picking up things and putting them back on the ground. All right. <laughs> Ultimately, that's what it is. <laughs> that's amazing. That's and mixing in what you said, like different things. So sometimes if I'm, if you're bored with one way, you can go and say, I'm going to do, you know, 12 to 15 reps today instead of eight to 10 and with a lighter weight. Or next time I'm going to do, you know, five to seven with a heavier weight and just kind of mix up like different. There's so many different ways to kind of shock your body and do different things in that. And it's worth to go deeper into that. When you were talking about that, I was like, that should be like a whole a whole thing in and of itself yeah a whole podcast i feel like yeah of like the different goals and different ways you can hit different things but um yeah i think it's amazing so great well i'm so grateful for being able to talk today i, I know we only got into to dabble in the last like 20 minutes here of what i really want to talk about today so we'll have to do it again sometime but um yeah this has been great thank you so much for sharing all that thank you so much for having me yeah I'm always getting off track but still good content i'm proud of us Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's the whole point, right? That's why we pray beforehand, you know, see what the Lord wants us to take it. But um, I think it's really great. And hopefully people feel encouraged today to, to really make an investment in yourself, whether that be going to a gym that is more valuable to you and more appealing to you or investing in a physical trainer or just investing the time, you know, that it takes to really improve yourself physically and recognizing with great gratitude, the gift of our bodies that God has given us. 
and how incredible they are and how much we ought to use them, you know, to glorify him through seeking excellence physically, you know? And so, and uh, they, like we go talked about, has gone into other aspects of your life where if you can take care of your physical body, your mental kind of increases as well. Your spiritual increases. So it's worth the investment. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for being a great example of all this stuff. It's such a, such an honor, uh, to, to know you obviously be friends with you and, um, keep up the great work and congratulations again to you and Zeb love on the engagement. Yeah. Super exciting stuff. So thanks Natalie. And for everybody just want to encourage you to, to follow us at seeking three, six, five. Um, you can follow me at ncrank23. I'll have all Natalie's stuff. She might be changing the Christmas wreath, you know, by the time we get to the new year. So you can check out Natalie. Uh, as well. Um, so we'll put, put her in the show notes, but um, yeah, I just want to encourage you guys to continue to, to strive to be your best, fight hard, and we will see you next time.